0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go: Mind Pump. Mind Pump with your hosts Sal De Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Right in today's episode, we answered fitness and health questions that were asked by our audience. By the way, if you ever want to ask us a question that we can answer on the podcast, if you go to our Instagram page, Mind Pump Media. And you list your question under the Qua meme. So that's Q-U, excuse me, Q-U-A-H. There you go. Put it underneath. And then if we like your question, we'll pick it and answer it on an episode like this one. So before we got to the questions, we did an intro portion, which was about 49 minutes long, where we talk about current events and fitness and scientific studies. And we talk about our sponsors. So again, that's 49 minutes of the episode. After that, we got to the fitness questions. Here's what went down in today's episode. We opened up by talking about how fasting is actually bad for fat loss. So I know a lot of people Say fast what? with the goal of fat loss, and we explain why it's a terrible approach. Then we talk about Beyond Meat. No, this is not meat that you find in another universe. This is that company that makes the yeah. fake meat, and they were crushing just a few years ago, and now they're tanking. It's so weird. It's Beyond Meat. It's like we totally predicted it. Then we talked about Adam's birthday party. He's old now, and we celebrated that. Over the hill. And then him and Justin talked about their skydiving experience. They jumped out of a perfectly good plane for no damn reason. So stupid.
1: No, it was a rinkety plane. I wanted to get out.
0: Then I talked about uh, an over-the-counter supplement I used to take when I was a kid uh, in my early 20s. It's actually a steroid called Superdrawal. Now they sell it on the black market. So crazy. I did a lot of crazy things when I was a kid. Then we talked about how YouTube is going to be removing the dislike button for the public to see. And there's some conspiracy theories around that. Speaking of conspiracy theories, we then we talk about Bill Gates and how he's warning everybody he's of a, a one. smallpox terrorist attack. If this comes true, he'll be two for two, Justin. He hey. predicted the
1: coronavirus, didn't he? Yeah, me? that's right. Then Do- we talk about how up.
0: the FDA approved a drug for smallpox just four months ago. Boy, the timing. Strange, <laughs> man. Really strange. <laughs> then, we brought, then we talked about the McDonald's sweet tea. Adam found out how much sugar they actually put in the sweet tea containers. It's more than two pounds. It's a lot of sugar. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I talk about how my daughter just got braces. She's having a tough time chewing on food. So I'm going to be making her some smoothies and shakes to get her nutrition in. And I'll be adding Organifi's plant protein to it to give her a great amino acid profile protein that is plant-based. Organifi is a great company. They make plant-based supplements. They're all organic. Great products all the way around. In fact, one of my favorites is their pumpkin spice latte gold juice. It's got healing mushrooms and herbs. You drink it at night, calms you down, relaxes the body, tastes amazing. They also have a, a green juice. They have a red juice for energy. I talked about the vegan protein and many other products. The Go check Tropic them out. Pure. Go ch- check them out. Head over to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Mind Pump. Use the code Mind Pumping at 20% off all their products. Then we talked about the new movie on Netflix called Red Notice. It's a lot of fun. And then we talked about another one of our sponsors, NCI. They've got this crazy $10,000 money back guarantee with zero down. Go to their website and find out more. So if you're a trainer or a coach or you want to be a trainer or coach and you want to be successful, this is one of the only certifications that we've ever really promoted. They're great at what they do. We speak at a lot of their events. Go check them out. Ask about this $10,000 money-back guarantee thing. It's crazy. Go to ncicertifications.com forward slash mind pump to get their latest offer. Then we got to the questions. So here's the first one that we answered. This person wants to work their hamstrings but only has home gym equipment. What can they do? The next question, this person wants specific tips on how to be able to squat more weight. The third question this person wants to do kettlebell swings, but really doesn't know where to put them in the workout or how to do them properly. So we helped them out. And then the last question, this person read an article that said that bulking is a young man's game. And it, when you get older, you shouldn't bulk anymore. So we talked about that and dispelled some of the myths that surround bulking. Also, all month long, we're running a sale on one workout program and a workout program bundle. So the first program that's on sale is Maps Anywhere. This is a gym-free, equipment-free workout program. So if all you need are are resistance bands, and if that's all you got, you can follow this entire program, and it's very effective. That program, Maps Anywhere, is 50% off. Then we also have a bundle. It's called the Fit Mom Bundle. It includes Maps Anywhere, Maps Hit, Maps Anabolic, and the Intuitive Nutrition Guide. It's already discounted because it's a bundle. We took an additional 50% off. Again, this is only happening in November this month, so, if you want to take advantage, head over to mapsfitnessproducts.com and then use the code NOVEMBER50. That's november B E R five zero with no space for that discount. All right. Today's fit tip, don't do fasting for weight loss. It's a terrible fat loss approach. All right, guys. So, let's- I like that Let's one. talk about this a little bit because fasting- I'm
1: insulted. I'm
2: leaving this conversation.
0: Fasting has now been like this big thing, right, in the fitness and health space and- most people use it as a strategy to lose weight.
2: I actually really, I just got a DM uh, a couple of weeks ago. I'm glad you brought this up for a fitness tip because if you, if you listen to just one or two episodes where we've talked about fasting, you- um might get a misunderstanding on our, our stance or our point of view on it. Right. So we've done episodes dedicated just to fasting where we talk all about the benefits of it. I think we've done specific episodes of why you shouldn't fast. And so depending on which episode you, (laughs) and I saw people actually arguing with each other on, on Instagram Mm -hmm. over like what our philosophy is around fasting. And if we're pro or against it, and there's this misconception that we're like anti-fasting and it's like, no, it's just, we're, anti-fasting for the uh, for trying to lose body fat. Yes, it's not yes. a good strategy for that. Yeah,
0: so the big thing that people f- completely ignore, and the fitness industry does a terrible, a, or actually a great job of ignoring this, are the psychological effects of particular diets. And they don't look at the long-term potential effects, right? If you look at the long-term effects of fasting as a weight loss strategy, it has about the same fail rate as any diet, right? Any diet, um, any popular diet, is to, causes weight loss through a reduction in calories. Same thing with fasting, right? You fast, you skip meals, you don't eat as many calories, you lose weight. The problem is when you go into it with the idea of wanting to lose weight, you're already going into a this approach with this kind of bad relationship with food.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not a long-term approach because at some point you stop fasting because you're like, okay, I'm done skipping meals or whatever. And then you end up going in the opposite direction. You end up gaining the, ba- the weight back and then some. And back in the day, by the way, I want to say this. I, you know, I've been training people and working with people in fitness professionally now for over over two decades. Before they called it fasting, they used to call it skipping meals, yeah. right? skipping breakfast, skipping. And this is what people did all the time. Obese people would do this all the time to try and lose weight and then they'd gain it back.
1: Well, we have to kind of set boundaries and and limiters out there because there are like real conditions like anorexia, bulimia and like like conditions out there. You do not want to tell them to, to get into fasting. That would be like the worst combination ever. And so to differentiate that and there's value to it, but it's a totally different mindset than going into it, just trying to, you know, improve your body composition, for instance.
2: Now, do you guys think it's no better, no worse than any other diet? Yeah, I think it's, it depends on
0: the diet that we're comparing it to, but I think it's very similar. It's that kind of restrict mentality with the wrong root, um, I guess, motivation.
2: Well, it's all diets. Okay, yes. the, the thing that all diets have in common is what? They it, restrict they calories. reduce That's calories. It. Right. One way or another, whether you're actually counting the calories yourself or you eliminate a carbohydrate, you eliminate a fat, you reduce protein, no matter what the diet is. The, the real formula behind all of them and why they work so well for the people that they work well for. In the short term. Yeah. In the short term is that they reduce calories. So my question to you is that since that is the basic formula for all diets, is, is it any better or worse than any of them?
0: Yeah. I don't think it's any necessarily any better or worse. I think now fasting has been around for thousands of years. It's part of uh, almost all uh, religious practices, especially the the, the main, the, the biggest religious practices. But really, it was about changing your relationship to food through detachment, right? Mm-hmm. Detaching from worldly things. And this is a great practice. This is where I think fasting is at a lot of value. Because if you go into it with this detachment attitude, like I'm going to detach myself from food for a second so that I can deal with my feelings and my emotions and look at my relationship to food then it can be very valuable. Now, it doesn't work very well if your issue with food is that you're anorexic or bulimic because it just pushes you more in that direction. And if you're just the regular person trying to lose weight, you're not really learning any good strategies aside from just abstinence. Mm -hmm. And this tends to result in a binge reversal when you're done with it, which is why it's a terrible strategy. So yes, you lose weight in the beginning, but then when you go off, you go, just like all of the diets, you go in the opposite direction.
1: Yeah, I like it for the fact that you can observe your behaviors more uh, when you remove yourself from your habits, right? And, and so like abstinence, I think it's a very important practice for disciplines in order to be able to really have a good look and assess uh, you know, what those behaviors look like. And that way I can tweak and alter those when I you know, uh, decide to implement them again.
2: Now what about the the adaptation process of it like it's, a lot of people love this right and I think why they like it, it's easy Right there's not a lot of rules to fasting. The most successful <laughs> diets are the yeah, ones, and I don't eat. mean
0: success in terms of long term. The ones that people buy into, right, always have like like one or two simple rules. And
2: I think that's why you get people that like it so much. Yes. A lot of people are like are we're almost already eating in a in a the smaller window. They're like, oh, I already skip breakfast anyways. Now I just kind of stretch it out till yeah. about two o'clock. Like that's not hard. Mm-hmm. And so I think people like doing it because it's easier now. What about some of the pitfalls as far as your metabolism with with doing a strategy like this? Do you think that the average person that follows a a diet fasting uh, versus a different diet that maybe you just pull out carbohydrates or something? Do you think they're, uh you're more likely to reduce more calories than needed in fasting because you're, you're just like I'm not I'm completely abstaining?
0: That's a really good question. I think it depends too on the context, right? Uh, if you're in a calorie deficit, you're always kind of pushing your body to slow down its metabolism. Your body's always trying to adapt, right? But if you combine that with good strength training and resistance training and protein's high, you can offset that a little bit. But you make a very good point, right? Cutting out food entirely might result in a larger calorie restriction than somebody who, let's say, says, I'm going to only eat whole natural foods or I'm going to cut carbs out, but I'm not going to skip you know, a bunch of meals. Right. So I, I could definitely see that happening. And I've seen people, you know, fasting does over time, can cause a bit of a stress. So can just calorie re- uh, restriction, but fasting in particular. And they've actually com- done shown some studies that fasting in comparison to regular feeding windows with calorie restriction, so all the things being controlled, fasting results in more muscle loss in, in some cases, or not as much muscle gain. Wasn't
2: that a recent study? Yes, it was. Yeah, that just came out because we had talked about it before and uh, I thought it would actually be more muscle sparing than what it was, but it actually... Uh, just, I think it was Lane who did. Was it Lane who shared that study? He did. Mm-hmm. He did
1: share it.
0: Now, I, I do think that, again, we're kind of like, now we're focusing on the which diet's best for fat loss. or The diet that helps you develop the best relationship to food and the best practices and behaviors, not from a point of self-hate or restriction, but rather like wanting to live this kind of healthy uh, lifestyle, that's going to be the best approach long term. Yeah. So I don't care about the short term. I mean, how many times have we seen clients do great in the short term and then right. do terrible in the long term? All well, it's all the about
1: the intent. It's the it's that like sort of mindset that's going into it that matters. And that's really what we're addressing.
2: It's not necessarily that there are a lot of benefits to fasting. You just have to have the right mindset going into it. Now, do you guys think there is ideal ways for clients or yourself to use fasting? Like, So we obviously use it. Um, I use fasting occasionally, intermittently. Um, and I have taught clients to do it. Are there specific like, ways that you would tell them if you were encouraging them to try something like fasting?
0: So there are certain types of clients I think that works really well with to help them with their food relationship, right? Uh, the the person who's obsessed with needing to pack on size, the person that's afraid. Hmm. This was me, right? I used to just eat, 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 and then I was afraid to skip a meal. Oh my God, if I skip the meal, I'm not going to yeah. gain any muscle or oh my God. what's So for me, fasting was good in that sense because it helped me- change my relationship to food. Oh, I could skip a couple meals and it wasn't devastating to my physique. So that's when I would use it. When I'd get the guy who hired me, who's just eating way too much and is afraid to cut anything. And in those cases, I'd be like, let's try fasting for a couple of days. And let me show you that. Yeah, it's, it's usually
1: okay. people that are eating Uh, Continuously throughout the day. So I have, I've had clients that like snack a lot too in between meals and they just feel like they're paranoid that they're not going to have food like accessible and available to them. And so, you know, to just even just skipping a meal for them a lot of times is like mind blowing Mm -hmm. that they're going to be okay. And this hunger sensation is actual hunger and it's not craving. So to differentiate between those two signals, I think is really an important thing to, to figure out. Totally. Now, speaking of food, Food. have you
0: guys seen the news on the beyond meat company and all these companies that were, remember they were creating it was like a big deal about it we talked about it on our yeah, podcast Franken meats. maybe a year or two ago with all these plant-based meats that you know taste like a burger or whatever and sales were skyrocketing and all these fast food joints were yeah, starting yeah. to adopt it we were very skeptical and we're like i don't think this is going to work their sales are tanking no way tanking
2: why well, I mean, what we predicted,
0: the fad and the novelty of it wore off. I mean, yeah. you're going to
2: eat a product. But tanking? It, I tanking. mean, I would have thought it would have been like uh, slow. No, it's like, like
0: 14, 15% drop and wow. their stock is just plummeting because the novelty up. Like, mm.
2: you, first of all, you're creating a product. Really though? that I mean, a 14, 15% drop is normally like bad news came out. That's normally like somebody died from a Impossible yeah, Burger. No, this interesting
1: because it was in like all these fast food chains were starting to at least yes. offer
2: that as is an
1: option. Most and of them have I'm it like, now. Wow. Normally, when you
2: see like a like a falling out of favor, right, you'll see like a slow, gradual decline, right? No, look at that. fall off the cliff is normally. Yeah,
0: I'll read the title here. It says Beyond Meat had a disastrous third quarter with sales declining by fourteen percent. And net loss is mounting to 51.8 million compared with the loss of 19 million what? the previous year. Okay, here this and, and I if I'm not mistaken, we talked about this on a on a previous podcast. You're creating a product that's trying to copy as close as it possibly can another product. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to be identical. What are the benefits of it? Well, first off, there are none. It's got a million yeah. ingredients to one. So it's ground beef versus this engineered food. Number two, the macros were identical. So it wasn't like you were getting less calories, less grams of fat, or whatever. It was identical
1: calories. Well, they marketed it as a healthier option, which wasn't true. Not true. And so really the only benefit, I guess, if, you know, in your your, your true the climate. Vegan, change thing. You know, well, is is the cruelty part, right? That's it. That that was the only thing that was the Oh, I felt like they factor. tried to go
2: the, the climate change angle more than anything they
1: else. They were trying to do all that, but but it doesn't people,
0: burger eaters don't really care. I mean, the novelty wore off. Everybody tried it. And then everybody went back to. Wow, owners.
2: I didn't know that. That's yeah. all recent right now? That's all ha- That's happening. Yeah, right now. It's kind of tanking. You know, so. we talked about that and we did speculate that. I wish we, I wish we, I don't know how to short a stock. I've never shorted a stock before. That yeah. would have been a good one to short.
0: I've never shorted a stock myself. You that, haven't? That would have been a great. I mean, shit, we, we could have. Wow, W just pulled it 19%. Yeah, weak outlook. But I mean, think about it. Like, first off, you're a fast food eater. That's where a lot of their sales went, right? Yeah. They don't really care, I think. They like the taste. I don't know about <laughs> you guys, but yeah, I've never gone to, for health. Yeah, I've never gone to a burger place like, oh, I'm going to get the health. Like, I'm going. This is for my health. Like, I want. Something now, none of
2: good. you guys have even tried it, right? I don't think you have, have you? I haven't. I actually,
3: was curious to try it, but I. No, I'm Doug. I have you? I actually tried something. I, I was at a friend's house, and He's they like pulled out. No, they they pulled out these burgers, and they were the Beyond Meat or Impossible Burger or that type of thing. And to me, it didn't taste anything like beef. Personally. Oh really? Yeah, but I don't know which one they had bought, but uh Charged I was not I oil. was not impressed and I wasn't very happy with them to be honest.
2: Oh, they, it, they, I mean they do a good job of making it look like it. Like the, that picture looks like a burger. It's the yeah. closest
3: that they've ever got before, right? The the
0: it's the close and one of the the secrets was the bloodiness Right, of it the, the they texture. like squeeze it and some beet juice yeah. comes
1: out looks like blood, right? Yeah. Did they really did yeah, they went that they, far to it, wow. I mean,
0: that's why, that was why everybody was excited because like, oh my God, this is as close as I've ever got. But I'm like, okay, if the, if maybe if the calories were lower and it tastes similar, but the macros were identical, it was nothing better about it. And then consumers aren't as stupid as people think you're looking at like, okay, here's a beef burger. It's beef. Here's the ingredient. Have you look at the ingredient list on this? Yeah, it's lot. like, <laughs> it's like super engineered food. Yeah. And, and most people know that that's probably not better for you. So again, unless you're just a vegan, but that market's already kind of tapped. I don't think that's a huge market. I don't think it's growing. Speaking anymore. of
2: food, what did you guys think of the food at the party?
0: Oh, hey, happy birthday! Oh, that, was that was a great very, party. Huh?
3: Good
2: food, right? Unbelievable food. Yeah, I was. I was my uh, my sister in law and brother in law. They uh, so we were we were hiring a chef and we were doing this whole like champagne theme, right? So, Katrina looked up like all the foods that pair well with champagne, and then she started looking for chefs to do it and we got some like crazy quote or whatever and her sister found out that she was doing this and she's like no let me let me do it for Adam's birthday like he loves our cooking anyways and she's like I'll totally I'll go all out I promise and Katrina was like wow well, I kind of I really want to make this kind of over the top and special for him and she's like no no let us do it so I was <clears> I so I didn't know any of what was coming and then they show they show up and I mean they got they had the full yeah suit outfit. I was going to ask
1: you about that because I've met them before. I didn't know they had any culinary, you know, like they serious background. They did it. They I'm don't. Like,
2: they, I mean, they cooked their ass off, right? Dude, they
1: played the part. It was
2: amazing. I know. I thought yeah.
0: that was the so nice.
2: presentation, ni- too. Yeah, I thought that was so nice of them to do that. They, like, totally went all out on it. it, it the you know what was I really amazing. liked?
0: I mean, all of it was really good, but <clears> they had... Now, it looked like prosciutto, but it wasn't prosciutto. It was a Spanish, like, dried meat. I don't know what it was called. The Serrano ham, I believe. Is that what
2: it ham. is? It was really good. Oh, ham. I thought I thought that was bruschetta. That wasn't bruschetta. What is it? No, prosciutto. prosciutto. Oh, prosciutto or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Prosciutto. It was.
0: It was a big old ham leg. Yeah, and you could carve it off yourself.
2: It's she not she as got salty. That. She said she got that at Costco. Get yeah. out. Yeah, I actually didn't even have. I didn't have none of that. That's there was oh, yeah, so was much good. food. A lot of stuff, I didn't get the rib the, the eyes. The ribs were the best. though. The ribs that were was my favorite. Yeah. Crazy. The yeah. sauce that he did it in was was so good. Man, it was oh, totally different. Oh, it's yeah. So did you
0: have a good time? I said you had. Okay. Here's the. I know you. I know having tons of people especially at your house. Yeah. And you're not, <laughs> you, you're a bit of a dichotomy. You're often the center of attention, but don't necessarily like to be the center of attention with something like that. Like you don't want everybody looking at you and talking yeah, about it. Yeah. And this was your party at one point. It was a big video yeah. you know, all about you. Like, how did you feel?
2: Yeah. You know, that's a, uh, that, you know, it's a funny question, right? Because you're right. There's, there's a part of me that, uh, doesn't mind being the center of attention for certain things, but for other things, I don't, if that that's weird. Yeah. You're right. So, uh, I don't do good with gift free, but Katrina did. She knows me so well. So like I, none of, I didn't open any presents in front of anybody. So she didn't make a big spend. She did want to show me the video that Eli did, which was so cool. That was such a cool video uh, that he had made. It was just all the blooper, right? All the bloopers from mind pump. And so that was a really nice surprise. That was fun. But uh, yeah, she did a really good job. She knows me. So she knows to not put me on the, on the spot in the spotlight like that too much. And just kind of let me do my thing and hang back. Plus, I was probably pretty drunk by that time, so I wasn't really thinking too much about it. I mean, we had <laughs> we went out the night before, so Friday night she had set up a uh, you know five star Michelin dinner over in Carmel. That was an amazing experience, and uh, uh, the four of us polished three bottles of wine off. And then the next day, we jump out of a plane in the morning. Oh yeah, skydiving. Yeah, yeah, and then we have a, a yeah, birthday party later on. So are
0: you? So <laughs> she invited all of us for you and your birthday to skydive, and I was like, no. I'm not gonna go but I know Justin went so was yeah. it, is it do you want to do it again is it fun like what's the deal
1: uh yeah, it was fun. I don't know if I'd do it again I mean I it was kind <laughs> of like one of those things that you thought about maybe I'll do this some point in my life but I had no urgency uh to do it but like uh just just stepping up and getting into it, it was it was a blast it was it was way more. Uh, easier than jumping in a, a F sixteen. That was did for you
2: sure. now? Was it what you expected? Because it wasn't anything I expected. It wasn't like what I anticipated. What was think? it like you? And no, just, it wasn't. So it okay. Wasn't so explain like
0: that. What do you mean about what you thought? Well, I
2: thought. I so I thought that. Um, I thought I'd be more nervous and scared. I really did. I thought yeah. like because there's a long like we were there for almost three, like three hours, hours yeah. before we even got to get out of the plane. So I mean, I thought just that anticipation of like I got to do this was going to like make me all nervous, but I wasn't. I mean, I was with like seven of my family and friends. And so we were just laughing, having a good time. And I kept waiting for like, oh, pretty soon here, I'm going to get really nervous because it's going to get closer and closer that time. Yeah, I never really felt that. And I had a little bit of it right before literally jumping out because they put you on this. I, I swear to God, the plane's no wider than this and no taller than that. Yeah, you just and crouch then, and they have these two. Everybody. It looks like a, um, you know, not a two by, but a big piece of wood almost like as a, for a seat that's literally yeah. this wide. It's just a long bench. Yeah, long bench and you straddle it like this and you're literally, you know, nuts to butt all the yeah. way to yeah. the, from the front to the back of the plane that tight. Like you're, I'm touching the shoulder of the person next to me. I'm touching the yeah. wall here. I was in
1: some little French dude's He's, lap. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> literally. <laughs> it's, it, that's it, only the third is time ex- it's right? going <laughs> to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> So oh God, I feel so weird right now. The the part that was probably the most nerve wracking was when, you know, and he he's he every once in a while he reaches his watch over in front of me so I could see the elevation. And I know we're going is up He's kind of hugging
0: you at the same. Time? Oh, no.
2: He <laughs> Bro, actually we, lifted me yeah. and sat my butt in his crotch so he could strap me as tight wow. as he could. So and you let
1: him do it because you wanted to be snug. <laughs> yeah. I'm not know, trying to be. I mean, loose
2: I, So he's doing this. Yeah. He's telling me. Right. And you're watching 14, 15,000. and we're going to 18,000. Right. So this is the highest tandem jump. In the world. So there's none higher than this in the entire world. And so you're watching him get, you know, 16, 17. We get to 18,000. As soon as 18,000 hits, the front just goes, whoosh, he lifts it up and people just... And I got about 10 people in front of me before I go. And you, yeah. you're strapped in with a scooter. So you're like scooting uh-huh. on the thing all the way down and people... Froom, froom,
1: froom, was there anybody froom. left there kind of ushering you out? Because there's nobody left ushering me out.
2: No, I was the last on yeah, my side. Too. And then there was two other people after me but on the other side. And... It just went so fast, but the time of you know they open it and people start going out. That I got that was the most anxiety that I had. It's like, of here like, it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, here it is. Here it is. And then I, and then you just don't have much time to think. Once you get up there, your feet ready. He dumps you out. You go. Right, he grabbed my head, tilted back, pushed me out. We went. And then I thought, if you guys ever been, do you, do you even do roller coasters or no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so at, at um, Great America you have the Edge or Drop Zone. Drop Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when you do that ride. I mean, I've done the thing a hundred times, and every time it gets you that, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So we have a ninety second free fall. I thought I was going to be for ninety seconds. for ninety seconds. That's what I was kind of anticipating. It did not feel like that at all. Hmm. The minute he jumped out of the plane, all the anxiety went away, and now it was just you're you know dropping till you reach terminal velocity, and you're it's the the wind is flying up in your face so much, you're just trying to breathe, and yeah. so I'm like breathing through I'll my forget, nose it's like a
1: dude with a hose was just
2: blasting you with air <laughs> yeah you almost feel like you're holding your breath it was,
1: it was too much and it was like you anxiety
2: it, no it, that that part wasn't it was just at that point i'm just trying to breathe normal and you almost you feel like you're floating you, you can't breathe though you don't feel like you're falling yeah. you don't feel like you're falling and the only part that was scary so the scariest part for me was actually i would have never had thought this at all so he's got me all harnessed in we drop for 90 seconds Parachute pulls, and that's a jerk and a half because you're doing uh, 130 miles an hour. No, not, and uh, it, it slows you to 15 miles an hour instantly, right? So that's like, uh, yanks you back. And then after we're falling for a few seconds, he's like, all right, all right, you all good? I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm good, I'm good. And he's like, okay, I'm going to loosen you up a little bit so you get more comfortable. And so he starts loosening the straps around my thighs, <laughs> around my chest, which is what's yeah. holding me yes. to, to this guy. really disconcerting. And so the the initial le- release, he, whoop, I drop. And I'm I mean I'm looking straight down and you can't see him behind you. And then he's loosening the straps that are holding you to him. So that part, like that was the most I'm like, oh we're good, dude. Yeah, we're cool. I'm <laughs> yeah. cool. I don't I'm not I'm not uncomfortable at all. So that part was a little nerve-wracking for me. Now, and, did you guys get hit the ground
1: hard? Like uh, how did yeah, you hit the ground? Dude, so I had to land on my butt and <laughs> oh well you're fine. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I bounced like it was like bang, dunk, dunk, dunk. Oh, wow. And then I land on some sticker bush. Anyway. But yeah, like the first part though, for me, like I could have done without. I'll be honest with you. Like it, I only because we're crouching, we're kind of going towards the edge, uh, near where the wing was, and you know, I'm, I'm like kind of looking out, and I was kind of like tripping as I was like, because the wind started getting me, and I started to kind of fall over, and I caught myself right before we jumped, and and so I was like in that state of, you know, when you're about to fall, you're like, oh, oh, shit. And then I never really got regained my balance. So we just kept going. It felt like I kept falling that whole time, you know, so my body was just like, ah, and I just, I don't know, I was having like a panic attack and then like I couldn't (laughs) breathe. And then, but then once we got the chute open, it was like. Dude, it was serene. It was like you could see like everything up there, and then he let us steer it, which was really cool. That was my favorite part. Yeah, that was the best part. Now,
0: of course, I know know it's really rare for someone actually, actually, extremely safe in the U.S. to to skydive. the The death rates are super, super low. Nonetheless, I was still worried. Right, I got two of my business partners jumping out of a plane. I'm like texting you guys, let me know when you land. (laughs) Nobody's responding. I'm like, oh, you know, but (laughs) yeah, but it's, it's 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 very very safe. Uh, but still for me. No, not going to jump out of a plane. I have no desire to jump out of a perfectly good. Yeah,
1: airplane. I mean, it's, you
2: know, this is no notch I, off. For yeah, no I get thanks. it. Yeah, it was, it's It's not, I probably, I would, okay, if I, the only way I would do it again is if, you know, when Max is 18 and he goes, dad, I really want to jump out of a plane, like I'd rally for now, him.
0: Now, could you imagine though, yeah. the very rare events that people, like something doesn't work, they got a long time to think about that they're going to die, right? Because you, you
2: fall <laughs> out and then you're like,
0: oh no, okay. Well, well, I actually, we
2: have, I would, part of what probably makes it really safe too is that, well, first of all, I think they have two parachutes, so they, yeah, have, they, a back- they a have a backup, backup. parachute. Yeah. yeah and then i would hope these and so they're all like x you know rangers and seal guys and like 8000 plus jumps so I would hope if ours didn't, there'd be some sort of a hand signal you give to another guy and they probably fly over to you. You can watch too much Mission Impossible. Well, right, you don't think that, I, feel like, <laughs> I mean, the camp. I mean, so um, you have an option Dude, to the camera guy was
1: jacked.
2: Yeah, you have uh, you have an I'm option sure to get like to a, get a second cameraman. So you have multiple angles. And so I had that. So I had the guys attached to me and then I had another dedicated guy that's just filming me. And he had full control. I mean, he fly below us, above us, because he had kind of like a wingsuit on oh, him. Oh, wow. So he, and he came over, grabbed my arm for a second, let go of it, swung around, shot me from this <laughs> side. So I, I, I imagine if out. our shoot yeah. didn't open up, yeah. he could you Know, come in and bear hug you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) who was that? (laughs) Who did that?
0: Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's Todd. Todd, He was definitely Todd.
1: Yeah, Yeah, he had Todd
0: energy. You said that the the camera guy was real jacked. Yeah, it was
1: Jack. When we were waiting around, it was kind of funny because he was in a tank top and he had big old arms, you know, and he has this like flat top and he's just like, I'm your
2: camera guy,
1: you know. And I'm like, like, I I thought for sure, out of irony, that guy was gonna be on my
2: back. I was so disappointed in Justin, he couldn't give me a point break quote, dude. I'm like, dude, uh, All of these, he froze on me because I wanted to do a like I've a I,
1: like, yeah like Johnny Utah like I don't I don't remember any like exact. I've only seen the movie. that movie once. What? So, yeah, only one time. Get really, here, yeah, dude. I've only
0: seen
2: it once. Oh, that's a that's a must watch. I know. I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's, dude, I got to tell you guys.
0: I this is so crazy to me. So I over, this weekend I dived
2: deep into
0: supplement land and hormone land. And I was reading about, so I've talked about this before, but in the early 2000s, this
2: is such a typical weekend of us. You and I jumped out of a plane and Sal was (laughs) reading studies. reading like crazy.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to give a little little bit of uh, history here. So in the late 90s, mid to late 90s, pro-hormones hit the market. Androstenedione, DHEA. So these are hormones that have to get converted by the body to other active hormones, right? So androstenedione can be turned into testosterone. I think it can be turned into estrogen or whatever. It was a big deal. They turned out to be nothing. Like if you're, if you got normal testosterone, whatever you take, Andro, it's not gonna give you any benefit. But nonetheless, it was a big deal because it was a hormone, right? That you could buy over the counter. Well, anyway, the supplement market, they get really smart. And so they start to create quote unquote, other pro hormones that have like actual action in the body. Yeah. Now I was a in the in the this you're talking now the early 2000s I'm still a young kid I'm in my 20s basically and I'm reading these articles these supplement articles and I'm like oh pro hormone it's safe or whatever well it turns out they weren't right so these were what these supplement companies did is they went through old pharmaceutical company rejects so yeah. pharmaceutical companies in the 1950s 60s and 70s were coming up with testosterone uh, alternatives quote-unquote, anabolic steroids. And many of them didn't make it to market. What these supplement companies did is they looked at these old chemicals and said, oh, cool, they're gray market. There's no laws against them. We can sell them as pro-hormones, but they're actually active. Okay, yeah. so where am I going Do with mind this? the side effects. So check this out, right? So two of my favorite, quote-unquote, pro-hormones in my early 20s that I used many, many times, one was called superdrawl, and another one was called methyl-1-testosterone, okay? And the reason why they were my favorites is because when I took them, I'd gain like 15 pounds. I'd get jacked and get hella strong.
2: Is the methyl one? Isn't that the one that had like the little the little molecule like symbol, oh, symbol the in the front of it? Yeah. That's Molecular
0: one. nutrition might have been one of them. Yeah. Right. Yes. So and you'd gain like all this like real fast, like four or five weeks. Just and get real big and strong. Like, Oh, this is so cool. I'm taking a, a pro hormone anyway. I'm reading articles and sh- now they're illegal. They had they passed laws to make these illegal. Well, it turns out they were actual steroids. And when you, nowadays uh, bodybuilders and power lifters. There's on all these, I went on all these forums and there, there's all these debates as to whether or not super methylone, methyl one testosterone is more effective than anadrol, Dianabol, classic steroids. And apparently these guys are saying, Oh yeah, super is the strongest oral you could take. That shit was over the counter.
2: I, <laughs> I was taking that back in the day and I, I thought it was totally safe. I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast. That's I think true. I've told you guys before. Um, there was a there was a product that was same co- same thing, but it was Trend and it was called like Trimbalone or something like that or Super Trend. I don't yeah. even remember what the name of it was, uh, but I had the same experience. It was the most amazing over-the-counter drug that I had ever taken uh, for gaining muscle. It's also the, the first time that I um, ever experienced gyno. So it actually, and I had before I had taken steroids. So this is I, I'd taken steroids in my early twenties. This is like mid, I'd say twenty five to twenty seven range uh, when I took this, and I had I had worse side effects from that over the counter uh, pro hormone than I did from taking real steroids. Crazy, that's when how it was, strong it was. It's
0: crazy because I was watching these videos on YouTube with these competitive powerlifters and bodybuilders, and literally the conversation was super draw versus anadrol. Anadrol is an old school steroid, bodybuilding taken for a long time, known to be real harsh and strong. These guys were like, oh, Superdrol is way stronger. I'm like, holy cow, dude. We were mm-hmm. taking that. We were buying that at the local supplement store oh, yeah. taking, so like it's, nothing.
1: Isn't like SARMs sort of the new version of that, except uh, the, I mean, I, I don't know about the side effects and all that, but I'm sure it's just not as tested. So SARMs are not steroids, but
0: they're chemicals that attach to the androgen receptor and cause similar kind of actions. But you're right, at least these anabolics have decades of research and have been used. SARMs are kind of like, we don't know really what the long-term necessary effects are of them. Yeah. And, and you know why people buy them? Because they're gray market, you can yeah, buy you them can, online. You can get them online. Believe me, if superdrol and Methyl-1 testosterone was still available online, I'm pretty sure nobody would buy SARMs. <laughs> they would still be sticking to this other, you know, crazy strong stuff or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Speaking of YouTube, did you see YouTube's taking off the dislike? the thumbs down now? Off oh features?
2: no, I heard they're going, they're not taking what it off. What was the motivation behind they're, that? They're not taking it off. They're going and they're they're pulling people who that's all they do. Oh, I thought they were taking oh, it off completely. Taking, oh yeah. no. Oh, I, mean, really I read, the same, I read the same article. Maybe I misinterpreted the it. The way I interpreted it was there, because there's a lot of kind of bot accounts and accounts that are going around. Like we have, we have the same five or four thumbs yeah. down that we, on every video. And it's like, Almost instantly, We're all, all your ex-girlfriends. Yeah. it's, yeah, no, it's, either that it's, or it's Justin, or it's me. Ju- yeah, yeah, it's Justin. It's not me. I promise you. Like they, um, we get four every person. time we post a video, no matter how amazing the video is, it gets four thumbs down, and I think it's a right away. Oh what?
0: no! Here's what it is. So this is on the verge, and the title is "YouTube gives dislikes the thumbs down, so it hides public accounts." So creators will still be able to see how many people dislike their videos, but it's not going to be private. I'm um, excuse me. That can be public.
3: Oh,
2: interesting. So the public won't see how many. Dis- so uh, didn't they try the same thing with Instagram and it, it never took off? Remember they had all the, they they were hiding uh, likes. So the, again, the creator, the person who had the page, I could see how many likes I'm getting, but Justin couldn't come onto my page and see mm-hmm. how many likes right. the photo got. Right. They, so they, we'll they be piloted on... that, but it never seemed to get any legs. Well, so do you, do you hear the conspiracy theory around it?
0: Oh, let's so it. there's a conspiracy theory, right? So, it? so first off, this okay. They're going to hide the Fauci dis-
1: getting too many dislikes. That's right. No.
0: That yeah, because Shh, what? Because this is the conspiracy theory. Biden will give a speech, or Fauci will talk about something, and it'll get like a hundred thousand dislikes, dislikes yeah. and like you know, two thousand likes or whatever. And so that's the conspiracy
2: theory. Is that now gonna is is that. this for sure happening? Are they going to uh, pilot really it? Just like they did with fetch. the Instagram thing and do do creators have some say in it? Like.
0: It, okay, it says here that it looks like they're gonna they're gonna do it.
2: That's really stupid to me because as uh, as as a, a consumer of YouTube, like as a as a as a creator, okay, whatever, but as a consumer, like when I'm looking for a topic that I want totally. to, to learn about, and I see five videos recommended to me. The one that got most, the, the, the ratio of thumbs up to thumbs down is normally what dictates whether I watch it yep. or not. Mm-hmm. Because I, I want something that is mostly thumbs up or get a majority of thumbs up. I'm not gonna go watch a video that's 50 50 where it's like, oh, that's a crapshoot if this is gonna be. Yeah, right. Mean, did
1: they do that to change the algorithm so they could, you know, sort of promote what they wanna promote easier so that Does we that don't make see sense or something? Yeah. Maybe,
0: I mean, because think about it. If they really wanted to like stop the trolling, yeah. They'd get rid of comments, not the thumbs down. Nobody gives a shit about the thumbs down. I mean,
1: well, I, I, they want that engagement, though, right? Yeah,
0: but the comments is where you see all the crazy trolls and stuff like that. Thumbs sure. up, thumbs down, whatever. And I agree with you, Adam. I think it's a great way for consumers to
1: see. Well- what videos are good or bad or... Yeah, I you know. think there's something to that, though. If you're just like such a negative uh, contributor, like you've just done all thumbs down, you're negative for so like every what, video, I feel like there that is like something So that's what discuss. I thought they
2: were going to try and police a little bit, which I'm like, whatever, you know? Because yeah. I found a feature on YouTube before that I didn't know existed. Um, so one of the things I... I, I and we've talked about off air about this. Um, because we raz each other so much and talk shit... Sometimes we have, like, fans that are, like, they want to talk the same way. And obviously online, it's not always received that way. Yeah. You don't know, like, is, is this person just being playful right. are they yeah. being a, or, or being a dick? And there's been times where I, I fire back at somebody kind of, like, talking shit probably a little harder than I would if I knew you were a fan and a consumer some, some, of our content, yeah. right? I think they're just trolling me. And so I'm like, oh, fuck you. I'm going to put this person in their place. <laughs> and then I do, and they're like, whoa, 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 sorry, bro. I love the show. And was, I'm like, oh, kidding. Yeah. So now on YouTube, there's a feature that if uh, someone, whoever's commenting, you can click on their name and it'll show you everything they've ever commented on your channel. Mm-hmm. So now I can go back and then, so this is now how I decide if I'm going to roast some oh, troll they or said not. Oh, all these
0: good things. Yeah, man, like if,
2: yeah, if they're just teasing one thing, right? If he's just making fun of my calves or saying making a comment on something I'm wearing this one time. And then I look back and he's commented seven yeah. other times and the other time is, oh, you guys' programs are amazing. Or, oh, yeah. I love you guys. And then it's like that one, oh, okay, I'm just going to, whatever. But if it's someone who's like, I look back and I see, Oh, this motherfucker! Every time he posts on this thing, he is talking mad shit about one of us or something. So they don't get after. Now him. the
0: conspiracy the- theory for me is interesting because here's here's one of the reasons why I think it's interesting. Like Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Recently, uh, Rotten Tomatoes has been this upside down, flipped like the 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 what do they call the 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 people that analyze movies, critics, the critics, completely opposite from the public. Mm-hmm. Chappelle's special, for example. Yeah. Critics, oh my god, it's terrible. 90% rating on Fauci Ron- documentary. Fauci documentary. Critics, this is the best documentary of all time. It's Most <laughs> people, this sucks. This is total propaganda. <laughs> yeah. So to me, the this conspiracy theory, I'm not saying it's true, but I could see where where
1: people would believe it. You'd Be- have some form of doubt there.
0: Yeah. Because there's a the lot of videos criteria. like that where you know the government comes out and says something and this is the greatest thing it's like, ever. Maybe this and is it's a little bias. Tons of thumbs down and a few, you know, thumbs up. And I'm like, I wonder if, you know, that maybe well, that's where it
2: came my from. My prediction is it doesn't last. I don't think they stick with it. I think because consumers like it because consumers like yeah. it too much. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason why Instagram never took it. And by the way, it's yes, because you have a say. I think Instagram it makes way more sense than YouTube. Like Instagram's not used as a search engine. It's a popularity contest. Yeah. So I think that it's a, it's a cesspool of that of vanity, well, you think you, right? You're so, saying that the dislike
0: yeah. is even more important.
2: For, there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that the 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 hearts, that's what I mean, the, or the likes that you yeah. can see, I think people not seeing that, that's probably healthier for our society. And it doesn't have, it doesn't give you as a viewer, like you go on someone's page and whether their last picture got 10,000 likes or five likes, doesn't change the value of the content for you or or your mind not nearly as
0: much as YouTube. No,
2: YouTube is a search engine. Like you search to learn about something Good for point. the most part, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, most people are I mean, I know there's some people that are consuming like entertainment stuff, but for the most part you're you're trying to learn something and so you use it for that and the likes and dislikes is has tremendous value on deciding whether I want to listen to it or not. Back
1: to the sort of tin foil stuff here. Um <laughs> I I I read this article. I think it was on on uh Yahoo uh that um basically so the next thing that we should all be concerned with according to Bill Gates and you know we should have these sort of germ um type of like reenactment scenarios right germ drills i forget what they actually call them but basically the next one was that we should be concerned with uh you know terrorists sort of in in airports weaponizing smallpox oh nice uh and so i thought that was uh, you know interesting concerning i'm going to pay attention but also to the uh, uh you know there the last four months i guess uh you know the fda approved a uh a new drug for uh, smallpox. Oh, that's so good timing. that's another sort of interesting, yeah. fun fact to, to
2: it's like straight out of the movie 007. We just watched. Uh, I know, right. Isn't yeah. it smallpox that they, yeah. they, they weaponize? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. And you they know really what? It's like your DNA. We are and, living in a movie. I don't dude. know. I like, I don't, I'm not
0: like super privy on all the like Bill Gates, hate and conspiracy mm-hmm. stuff, but I am, I do know that, that before COVID they, I mean, not too far before COVID, they talked specifically about a coronavirus breakout and mm-hmm. what it would look like. That's why I think they're getting a lot of like people. So he did a
1: Ted talk and everything about it a long time ago. And it was more like just sort of awareness of like, you know, globally, we need to be able to, you know, just, you know, to play like it's to be the reasonable uh, side of it is like, you know, he had a lot of concern over, you know, there being a a pandemic, you know, on some virus form that was kind of like the Corona. So why,
2: why, I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit with the Bill Gates thing. Like why, why? would he want to put misinformation out there? What What is the motive that he has? Now, you would think it's to be richer, but the guy gives away more money than almost anybody else in the, the US. The, okay, so, so I don't, I'm not super privy on it, but from what I've read, okay. the, the, the thing is
0: that Bill Gates is like this, you know, like, what what's the bane of the super intelligent and successful, right? That they know better than everybody. They're there. I'm here to save the world. He's an elitist. And and he's made comments that we need to shrink the population. Yeah. We, in order to save future generations. Very Earth, eugenics-esque have, comments he's made. We have to, like, decrease the population. And so then that's kind of the roots of some of the stuff, right? Like, oh, they want people to die. They only want smart people to live. They want to kill these types of people. That's some of the stuff that I've read, but I don't, okay. I don't know.
2: Okay, so it's because I, I, I was trying to get, normally it's like the motive is money. Right. That's normally the motive is like to, to get enriched from something like right. this. Like I'm sure that the well, politicians that are pushing the vaccine have got stock in, in right. Pfizer you know, and some like that. Well, that I makes. Mean,
1: he, he does have some incentive there, right? Right. Yeah, yeah that makes. But Yeah,
2: but at my point, that's why I was playing like devil's advocate with him because he's he's one of the guys who gives, if he, if he wants to be richer, he just hold on to some of his money. Like you don't, you don't try and get richer just so you can give away more of your money. The guy gives away a ton of money after
0: you making billions of dollars. It's not about money anymore. It's about winning or power. Yeah, how can I have more influence and more power? That's why they, you know, want to fly to Mars or be the first private person on the moon or. Mm -hmm. Like,
1: it's not about money anymore. Now it's like, how do I flex? I'm already a billionaire. I'm going to do this on behalf of everybody else because I know more than
0: them. You know what the problem is with these conspiracy theories? A lot of them keep kind of turning a little bit true. Like, (laughs) okay, no, this is true. It is. Did you know? This is is real now. People are spending $8,000 a dose right now for teenage blood. Did you know that? This is a real thing now. What? People are asking for Doug, teenage <laughs> Doug, do
2: you know anything about this? You know nothing of this. You know nothing about this? <laughs> Dude, this is
0: this is real. I'm gonna look this up. This is a real thing. Look at this. Uh, people are spending $7,940 a pop for individual shots of teenage blood. There's a company oh. called Ambrosia. How do they keep <laughs> up with that price? That's just the cost of the. That's just the average cost of this, or whatever. Seven
2: thousand nine hundred forty dollars. Yeah. So that's why I say eight thousand dollars for. <laughs> We're gonna sell these teenagers' blood. How <laughs> much you want to charge? Let's do seven thousand nine hundred forty dollars. Yeah. yeah. It, apparently, no one will think that's a suspicious price.
0: Apparently, it's because in mice they show that young yeah. blood injected to older mice, the older mice start to show more signs of youth and energy. I mean, there's so many conspiracy
2: theories. There's been a, there's been a few
1: experiments this. like this with multiple animals where they've shown that you know. Uh, transfusions with young blood actually like reverse this like has to be movie.
2: this has to be one of the best times to be like a sci-fi writer or something you know what i'm saying it's like the worst no i think it's the worst you no, like think it's the everywhere. worst, Just, yeah. it's the worst?
1: Uh, bro if you're a conspiracy uh, theorist you don't want you didn't want these things to be true is my no,
0: point no i so i think i look i think conspiracy theorists like having conspiracy theories yeah but then when they start to come true, those are, they're all freaking out right now. I guarantee you the worst years for conspiracy
1: theories have been the last couple of years. Totally. They're
0: in the room like, oh, everything. Because like, oh, you know,
1: now they're thinking all these other crazy ass ideas like have validity to them. And so it's like it, before it's kind of fun, like it's entertaining, you know, to, to think. Okay. That so you, that's what I'm just on gonna, the inside and these nobody knows yes. this crazy stuff behind the curtain. But now like you know, a lot of these things coming true. It's like, oh my God, but th- now what if this happens? You know, see, so I, don't know if I, I don't know if
2: I believe that. I feel like, uh, I think if you write like a, a movie like that, I think there's a, a big part of you that believes it. I mean, I think that's why it comes, I think that's why it's such, it's so well-written. Like when a good futuristic movie or conspiracy theory comes out, I don't think those people are like, oh, this will be fun. Let's just think of some random ideas that might happen. I how think it's much, like this is much, where we're
1: going. Yeah. How much in movies would you say, uh, like, have you seen, or would you think that is actually like stuff that they're just kind of preparing you for in terms of like technology or well, things that they already know see, but the public doesn't know? See,
0: here's what yeah. I think. I think that there's different la- different levels of conspiracy theorists. There's the ones that really believe it, and you know through their actions. Uh, oh, I have a bunker and I have a getaway thing, and we live off the grid. And then there's the majority of conspiracy theorists, which like to speculate, think it's fun, but they don't really think this shit is going to go down, and they're all freaking out right now. Like, I belong to a lot of these kind of economics groups on Facebook, and they're all, you know, kind of based in Austrian economics and free markets, and they've been talking about the currencies, you know, fiat currencies crashing for a long time. Well, they're all freaking out right now because this shit looks like it's about to happen. Really With all this like money it. that they're printing and it impl- yeah. And now they're like, oh my God, it's actually looks like It's like it might- deliberate. You're yeah. like, what's going on? I know. So uh, it's
2: kind of hilarious. Uh, so it's, it's yeah, really- but kind of not.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> it's kind it's of hilarious scary. and not
2: yeah. at the same time. No. You ever when I brought up, by the way, this is a little left turn here, but we brought up, I brought up the uh, McDonald's tea. Yeah. So I had multiple people that like worked for McDonald's that messaged me and they're like, oh, you were right. It's not as well- like measured as far, they dump a three pound bag of sugar into the tea tea mix. Wow! So, uh, you know, whatever, however they come up with their number for the, the macros on the website and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like, what's really happening in the place. Cause I tell you, when I had my first experience of, of tasting that thing, it literally, ta- it literally tastes like sugar, just sugar. Yeah. And then you have a little bit of tea inside of that. Just That's got diabetes. Yeah. So somebody mm-hmm. confirmed that.
0: Wow. Well, speaking of things that taste good. So my daughter, right, she's 12. And she just got braces about a month ago, but they're doing some pretty extensive work um, in her mouth. So they're like opening her palate and there's like a bar in the middle of her upper mouth, uh, you know, upper jaw and bottom one. And poor girl, like she's going through this phase right now of it because it's early where eating is very hard. Her teeth don't even meet. So she can't really chew on anything and it sucks. I'm trying to figure out how to help her. She's in pain or whatever. Mm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start using the Organifi uh, vanilla chalk, the vanilla uh, protein powder and mm-hmm. start making smoothies i'll let you guys know she because she's like anti anything that's a supplement i think she's yeah. just rebelling against her dad
1: now does she do okay with milk and all that or yes she still so like, i've been giving yeah.
0: her milk scrambled eggs because she can because eggs are easy i've been giving her like a you know vitamin to take to make sure her nutrients are high um but meat is real hard she's got to cut it in like tiny little pieces making soups but i'm gonna start making her some old school like like smoothies and I'm going to sneak in. If she sees me put the protein powder in, she won't have it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to make it like on the side uh, yeah.
1: and
2: then sneak in some vanilla. Organifi. Did you see the mind pump memes that he made of you with oh. the Organifi? Oh. It, that's that CGI app or whatever. Is that an app? Justin, is that uh, what
1: that is? You like the Dr. Frankenstein kind of, uh, yeah. Um,
2: you didn't see the one he did of you. It's yeah, like you're mixing your organify up or whatever like that. It, and then the, the rock deep, one, deep fake kind of a, uh, so good. It Face is so top. good. It's yeah. amazing. Like where it's at right now on, I'm a, I'm assuming your phone, or you can just download that. Have you done mess with that app? It's the phone, it's a World phone app.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, so there was this movie. It was on um, Netflix, it, you know, the one with The Rock and with oh, Ryan Reynolds. I, I heard was, it was
0: red. Gal What's Gadot. What's it called? Not Red
2: Card, but Red something. Uh, yeah, Red something. Red Scarlet, Red. No. Uh, it's like I it, saw it. They were watching it at my house It was house good. Yesterday.
0: It's, but, a, it's G- uh, Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, and, uh, and The and Rock. And The Rock. Yeah, really so, records.
1: so yeah, so you saw in that one scene, so they were able to kind of digitally map his face and then face swap you know on the other side with his uh i think it's red iPad yeah so it's like it it, so then it recognized his face and his characteristics and the way he delivered um that that voice but uh, it's getting to that point now where like technology can kind of pinpoint all these little you know minute gestures of your face and be able to like create Fakes like that. You know, speaking of which, by the way, that was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah. Speaking
0: of which, you know, when they switched over the phones to face recognition, they were like, oh, it's so much better. It's not. Do you know how smart, you know what my kids do? What? So if 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 they want to go through my phone, if I'm taking an app or something, what they'll just hold the phone up to my face and then they can open my phone. It's so much harder with the thumbprint. Just <laughs> FYI. Why do
1: kids always find all just, these crazy? Oh, hats, yeah. oh no,
0: they'll they'll trick me like they'll have my phone That's and they'll hilarious. be like, hey, look over here, and then I'll and then I won't even know what they did. I'll just like, why? Why do you want me to look? And then they'll open my phone. Bro,
1: and, they could do that like Apple Pay. They're just like, yeah, yeah, I want this. Oh, hey, Dad, uh, say cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's pretty, it's well,
1: pretty, you know pretty. what's weird about that too? Cause leave it to kids. Yeah. Yeah, there was, um, uh, uh, so Courtney has it. So her, it's all set up for her thumbprint and everything for the iPad. And like, so they can't make any purchases in app. And so like Everett figured out that like, if he just like moves his his thumb enough, like his thumbprints pretty close to hers apparently what? he was able to now purchase things <laughs> like dude so we had to change the whole thing so he couldn't do that but oh like, my god he was he hacking to in and yeah he was getting all these like songs on spotify and all this stuff dude. wow yeah.
0: hey speaking of purchases by the way uh just want to mention one of our sponsors nci did you see their money back guarantee that
2: he's doing? Yeah. Well, we talked about it and I think that he got it. I think this is why he's bringing it up again right now is because we talked about how crazy it is that he does this whole money back guarantee. If he can't, doesn't get you up to $10,000, but I think he's doing like a zero down thing with it now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That wasn't like that before.
0: So essentially what you invest, I don't know exactly how it works, but you'll invest a certain amount for this high level coaching, but you don't pay it or, or you get it back if you don't make $10,000 yeah. within a month or something like that of uh, of working with them. Or in other words, in a month, when when your first months,
2: that's a crazy guarantee. Oh, uh, because the way he did it, the way they did it before was you had you had the total, like what it would cost for a year and you paid half of it up front. And then you did not get billed on the other half until you hit 10, 10K.
0: And now it's zero down. Is is that what
2: it is? That's what
0: it says in the notes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so
2: he's really confident.
0: I mean, he's had a lot of success with a lot of these coaches and trainers. I Mm -hmm. I tell you what, that's a no-brainer if you ask me. if, If somebody says to me, if you don't make this amount of money, you'll get your i mean that you have this kind of a win win there's no no way you could lose
1: oh yeah. They're, yeah they're passionately working on you know making that achievable and it's like it's everything so actionable and they like make you like take action immediately well, and like put you on the spot well
0: we're slated to go speak uh at one of their events and is it December
2: yeah that first, we're going first week of december i think we're yeah
0: out so there. we're going to have some of their top coaches and i think it's in arizona and um should be like 170, 200 coaches and trainers. Yeah, so, that'd be and, fun. And uh, Adam and I are going to go out and, and we're going to speak R- rally on. Rally the troops. On different yeah, topics.
2: Talk, and, talk uh, trash about you and Doug. Yeah. Uh, that's normally what we do. Uh, yeah, I like assumed that. as much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know what? I love doing that more than anything because uh, I connect the most with, uh, I think, with trainers. I definitely do.
2: I, when I see that, oh, I, I thought can, you meant talking trash about Doug and no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's, I mean, that's He loves time. that too. <laughs> like, it's, it's a great pastime he's got. You, like, yeah. So speaking of trainers is your favorite.
0: I you know I like it because um I don't know I feel like cuz I know trainers and I know why they do what they do. It's very rare that you find somebody who became a trainer for any other reason besides the fact that they love fitness and love helping people. You yeah, just love
1: They're, helping people. Right?
0: You know? So it's it's not a job where you like if I'm talking to like a bunch of financial advisors, you know, hey, raise your hand if you did this cuz you love helping people or which or did you guys do this cuz you want to make a lot of money? Everybody raise your hand, right? <laughs> trainers and fitness professionals love fitness and love helping people. A majority of them, that's why they get motivated to do it. So you get this pure kind of motivation to do what you're doing and this passion that I think is almost unmatched in most other, it's almost like a. if you've ever been a part of a volunteer group, it's very similar. I've been a part of certain volunteer groups and people when they volunteer for things, the passion is so strong. And that's, I mean, that's why they do it for free. Yeah. Very similar when you see in the fitness space. And yeah. then if you teach them through that passion, here's how you can make this your career and get your clients to succeed and take care of your family. It's like, it's incredible. It's a great um, experience. It really is. Hey, real quick. I want to talk to you about one of the companies that we're invested in and one of our sponsors, same company. It's called Serenity Kids. Now they make baby food and kids snacks that are healthy. In fact, this is the healthiest company on in that market. I mean, we're talking about grass-fed and grass-finished beef, bone broth, grain-free snacks, beets and spinach and sweet potato, like the best ingredients, no preservatives. It's the best stuff. This is the only processed baby food at all that I give my baby son. It's that good. And again, we invested in the company. That's how much we believe in them. So if you have kids and you want them to grow up healthy, we suggest you check out Serenity Kids. So head over to MySerenityKids.com and then use the code MP20 MP20,
3: for a discount. All right, here comes the rest of the show. First question is from Flores FR. I'd like to focus on my hamstrings and I need recommendations for home gym workouts.
0: You know, this is one of the body parts that people will often say is hard to do at home. And I think that's because... Mm. When we think of hamstring exercises, we think of hamstring curls, yeah. hamstring curl machines. Now, it is true that if you have a home gin, you probably don't have a hamstring curl machine. But here's the good news. Of all the hamstring exercises you could do, hamstring curl machines are like down, way down the list in terms of effectiveness, of building strength, functional uh, ability, size to your hamstrings. The best hamstring exercises are the ones that tend to have you hip hinge. Mm -hmm. stiff legged deadlifts, Romanian deadlifts, Mm -hmm. single leg deadlifts. Like that'll build more muscle and strength in your hamstrings and leg curls. Now, if you love leg curls and you want to work specifically on the leg bicep, which is a part of the leg, the hamstring that does that and flexes the knee. I like to do hips elevated leg curls on a physio ball. I'll do them at the end of a hamstring, you know, workout.
2: And they're really, they're really good. Those are, those are brutal. What's the other, what's the name of the one where you like hook your heels underneath? Oh, that's gnarly. What's that, that called? Nordic curl? Is that Nordic curl? Is yeah, that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. I think it's called a Nordic curl. I mean, you could do that. There's ways if you want to, to do that specific movement that you can just find a way to do it at home, yeah. but RDLs and good mornings. I mean, you, you do RDLs and good mornings for your hamstrings and I guess throw some stability ball leg curls in there. And I think, I think it's just because of mm-hmm. all the muscles, it's probably the one that I think as far as your main muscles that everybody trains uh has the least amount of machines for.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? If you're all the- leg curl, all variations of well, leg curls. I always thought
2: that the lats were
1: a lot more difficult to address for at home workouts. Uh being is like you really have to have something like attached to get any you know, kind of pull-up situation or like some cables or something like that versus you can't the, use gravity. just Yeah. So I, I always found that a little more difficult. But yeah, I can I mean you're right. There are like and people kind of recognize hamstrings as being attached to those very specific types of machines in the gym. Yeah. So a leg curl machine, you know, we don't have that, but you can get a pretty nice, um, you know, uh, exercise you know, out of those that you mentioned.
2: You know, I, I actually started to notice uh, more development in my hamstrings just from squatting deeper too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was like one of those, both the, the calf and hamstring, I got as a, a secondary benefit that I was not anticipating From just trying to, like when I was working on my squat, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this so I could develop my calves more, my hamstrings. But I noticed they developed more just from doing that. I thought that was- Especially really deep, right? Yeah. The
0: stabilization that's Mm involved. But a lot of people, when they think of hamstrings, the average person thinks of, you know, flexing the knee, right? Bending the knee. Not realizing that the hamstrings play a huge role in hip hinging. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get, it's true that one part of the bicep, excuse me, of the hamstring known as the leg bicep, is involved in the flexing of the knee, but it's also involved in stabilizing when you're hip hinging. And then the big part of the hamstring is the hip, it hip hinges you. So, I mean, if you had to pick one exercise for really well developed hamstrings, it wouldn't be leg curls. It no. would be no. a Romanian deadlift. Yeah, or well, yeah. like
2: a single leg deadlift. Way more <laughs> functional.
0: Way more functional. But yeah. again, if if you want to work that leg curl motion, I dare you. Try it. I don't even Whoa. if you go to a gym, I challenge you. This is what you do do two hip hinging type hamstring exercises like Romanian deadlifts and maybe like a single leg deadlift and then finish off with your hips elevated physio ball leg curls. And, and, and now here's, this is true now. Most people will feel the hamstrings more with a hips elevated physio ball leg curl than they will on a leg curl yeah. machine because it encourages you to push your hips up and really work those, uh, those hamstrings. Whereas hamstring curl machines, sometimes people bring up their hip flexors to do the, the, now, the hamstring
1: curl. Now, how do you guys feel about this new product? And I've seen a lot of people shown me that uh, it basically looks like a ski boot. Oh, monkey feet. Yeah. What? It, yeah, it, yeah. it, huh? it attaches a dumbbell to basically the heel of your foot. It's just a weighted do... shoe. Oh, By the way. It's pretty silly. Most of this equipment, it's recycles every 10
0: years. That's like one of the earliest. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. One of the earliest pieces of a gym equipment or you know at-home fit- fitness equipment. Were like weights that you would attach to your wrists and your ankles. Uh-huh. So it's just a version of that. Well, what, what, what they're showing in the in the commercials is like someone standing. They have this dumbbell attached to their do shoe. Like donkey kicks. And no, yeah, or they're doing like a single leg curl. You mm-hmm. know, to do single it. Single leg curl. Which basically. I mean, that's okay, but I'm telling you, it's not working the hamstrings Well, not nearly only that, well. but
2: it's like I mean, I've got most of my female clients deadlifting 200 plus pounds. Yeah. So, good luck yeah. putting a two hundred pound dumbbell <laughs> on your legs to try and get that same stimulation. I think you're going to get that. No. So I think if you're if you get really good at single leg deadlifts, RDLs, and good mornings,
3: you're going to have well covered. Yeah. You're covered. Next question is from Sar Dibley. How can I back squat more weight? I have good depth but struggle lifting heavy.
0: Okay. So context really matters, right? Depends on the person, how they're squatting, what the weak area is. That'll change my advice. So I don't know who this person is. I've never seen him squat. Don't know what the workout looks like. So I'm going to give general advice that I think is effective for pretty much any strength goal, okay? And that's this. Practice the particular exercise frequently. Now, I say practice specifically because I don't mean go out and hammer yourself with squats five days a week. You can do that once a week, but the other days go out and practice your squat. Like if you increase the frequency of how much you practice an exercise, you will get stronger. I don't care if it's bench press, pull-ups, uh, squats. If I squat hard one day a week and then the rest of the week, I'm doing, you know, five sets and practicing my form, my technique, and I go lower sometimes. Sometimes I go a little heavier, lower reps, higher reps. that practice, in in my experience, leads to some of the most rapid strength gains for most people in pretty much any exercise.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna kind of uh, talk about something very specific and this does depend on whether or not you have a squat rack and you have safety bars that you can use for this, but I really like this in terms of trying to generate more force. And really, if you can learn how to generate more force, you're gonna be able to use that as a, as a way to propel your body and have more strength in your movement. So, uh, isometrics are a big part of this, oh, and I, yeah. I talk about this a lot. I mean, and so you can get into pause squats where you're sitting in that squat, and usually the bottom is where the weakness is in driving out of the hole, right? So just to be able to sit in that and squeeze and really connect to that and, and try and recruit more in that position is one method, but then also setting the um, safety bars. So basically they're at the top and you're pushing up into the safety bar. So if I'm at, th- if I'm sitting in my squat and then I'm pushing up and meeting resistance and I'm squeezing and as driving. far as I possibly can and not going anywhere, you're going to find that that has a lot of generating force ability. Dude,
0: um, along those lines, I've seen someone do this and I think it's absolutely brilliant. So I've done that before where you set the safeties, you get the bar underneath it and you push up in the safeties. The problem is if you get strong, you have to put weights on the cage because you'll actually tip the cage over. Oh yeah, so it's I've, not bolted in. I've seen someone do this, but I'm about to say, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. So all they and this is such brilliant home gym, advanced training, you know, setup. He put he literally put bolts into the cement. So he had two bolts into the cement with like loops on them. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know what that's called. It's a bolt with a with a circle loop. Mm-hmm. And then he puts chains around the bar and it's atta- an eye bolt. And, yeah, and attaches various lengths of the chain. To the bolt, so he gets mm-hmm. under the bar. The bar is bolted and chained to these bolts in cement, and he gets underneath. So you can, he can only go up so far. You can yeah. only go up so far, That's, and he squats that against that, and it's going to hold because yeah. it's bolted to the concrete. Mm. And he could change the the how deep or how high he wants to go by the links of the chain. Yeah, I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's one of the smart. smartest ways to do what you said, which is that you know where you're doing an isometric drive, mm-hmm. not moving anywhere. You know what I like about that also is it doesn't damage muscle. No, you like, can back out easy. You could do it frequently. Mm-hmm. You could practice something like that three days a week in in different varying you know depths or whatever, and you'll see some serious
2: strength gains. Well, since we're just we're having fun speculating because we definitely don't have enough information for this this question. Uh, yeah. Yeah. let's be honest. Like, well, I don't so, know what they're doing. Like. I know we're all like we're all, which is cool because we'll we're all, just doling advice, right? You know, I'll, I'll go a different direction, right? Because yeah. there's there are so many different ways, but uh, I, I try try and think of things that I saw that were real common. So when I have somebody who has like a really good deep squat. uh, And so it's not like a range of motion thing, but they just cannot load the bar there. It's because there's a breakdown somewhere or they have like a really weak core and they can't hold themselves really tight. So if you, and I like where Justin's going with the whole isometric thing, being able to stay contract, contracted and tight through the movement that has, a. I mean, I know for me, if, uh, if I like don't tighten and brace my core, I, I'm like night and day difference on mm-hmm. how much I move. I can move like the performance 50 league. to hundred more pounds when I'm like, I brace really, and I'm rigid yeah. and I'm tight to that movement. Because the slightest bit of moving left or right or front to back or your core kind of folding in because it's You don't want not, any looseness. Yeah, you, lo- you lose that energy on, on a big movement like a back squat. So making sure that you have a, a really tight core and that you're rigid is, is a good idea. Training like the isometrics is going to help uh, do something like that. So practice with something like that, although this could be, you know,
3: a million other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next question is from Fit Trucker Lady. How would kettlebell swings be put into a program? Is it like cardio strength or conditioning? Uh all it can be all of them. Yeah, all of the above.
0: Yeah. If you're doing kettlebell swings for a long time with lightweight, well now you're doing more conditioning cardio. Mm-hmm. If you do it heavy and explosively, you're more strength uh and power. Um I like to do, because it's a relatively ballistic movement, like a kettlebell swing is not like most resistance training movements where you're like controlling the descent. Like, in fact, if you've ever seen a bodybuilder try to do a kettlebell swing, they they do it wrong because everything they're used to doing is controlled. So they do this weird like forward shoulder raise with the kettlebell. It's definitely different. I like to put it personally at the beginning of the workout. I'd like to warm up, get everything good and loose, start my workout with that, and then move to my traditional resistance training exercises. I don't necessarily like to do it at the end because I'm already fatigued at the end. And personally, I do it more for explosive power, mm-hmm. which if I'm at the end, I'm already fatigued. I don't feel like I'm going to get much of that, you know, at the end of the workout. That's
1: my favorite usage of it. And I think, um, hard style is one that, uh, resonates with me more because it's very much more of that controlled, uh, hip power, hip drive. And, and that's really what, uh, a lot of the benefit that I've, uh, acquired from that uh, in terms of like athleticism, explosive movement, um, you're going to generate that all from that hip hinging, you know, that driving, you know, hip power. So uh, kettlebells are like one of the best tools for that. So I, I like to program it in where I do heavy kettlebell swings for less reps. Uh, and I'm just very much controlled and, and uh it, it's about it's about just like getting the, the weight to pendulum where you have maximal control and then you're driving it with all your force at once when you need to so it's a timing thing mm-hmm. and it's also a fast loose approach
2: so i've had the most uh benefit with clients that are they're trying to prime the butt before squats so squatting or deadlifting. so if i'm about to do a hip hinge movement uh, priming beforehand. And that looks like a five to 10 rep heavier. And you're just trying to get them to be able to explode those hips forward. Um, and I, I find it is a good way to help somebody who has a hard time feeling like squats or deads in their glutes. Uh, that's a great exercise. Although I don't, I didn't program it a lot. Um, I, those are the clients that I used it, but there, I, you could do any of the ones that she's suggesting. I mean, none of them are wrong. Mm-hmm. I just think it's where you, what you, what you're trying to accomplish matters the most. Course right. So if you're trying to burn a bunch of calories and you want to get a good sweat on, uh, then let's grab a light one and let's do it for five or ten minutes and there's nothing wrong with with doing that if that's what you want to do. Uh, If you want to really work on your explosiveness from coming out of the hole of a squat, then I'm going to pick a much heavier weight and I'm only going to do it probably five to ten times on each side, something like that. So uh, that's how I would use it when I'd use it for clients. Yeah,
0: when I used to program them, uh, if I did a full body workout, I would start the full body workout with kettlebell swings after I was primed and warmed up. If I did any kind of a split and really the only kinds of split that I've ever really done in the more recent, you know, time has been more of an upper lower split. If I'm in a deadlift, I like to do it before I deadlift. Otherwise it's usually on a lower body day before squats uh, or before lunges, not really before back day, unless again, I'm deadlifting. But if I'm doing just rows and pull-ups and stuff like
3: that, um, then I'll leave it for the leg day. Next question is from Stuart 75002. I recently read an article saying that bulking is a young man's game. Is there any age where you would recommend, not recommend eating in a caloric surplus? Okay, so this I don't read this article,
0: but it's probably referring to the type of bulking that uh, is the wrong way to bulk, right? The, the, The way that you bulked when you were younger, when you didn't track.
1: Yeah, just high calories, like all means necessary.
0: Yeah, let's see how much weight I can gain and yeah. let's see how much I can eat. So that, yeah, I agree. You get away with that when you're young because when you're older and you eat in a ridiculous surplus with a bunch of garbage food, you're going to damage your health probably a lot more. But in terms of bulking the right way, right, which is eating in a surplus to gain muscle and strength or to reverse diet to get the metabolism to boost, that works for anybody. I don't care what age you are. I don't care how old you are. But the surplus can't be so big where you're just gaining excessive body fat. And again, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how old you are. You don't want to eat in such a surplus to where, yeah, I gained three pounds of lean body mass, but I also gained, you know, 10 pounds of body fat. Well, okay, your your surplus is a little too much and you're not training properly. I like to keep, I like to make sure that the, the weight that my clients would gain through a bulk was almost all muscle. Now, inevitably, depending on the person, they would gain some. Body fat, but it, it it couldn't make up more than ten or fifteen percent of the total weight that they gain. It's like if if you gain ten pounds, and you know five of it's body fat, like you're your you're surplus a little too high.
2: I mean, I would like to read this article, but I'm willing to. I mean, I I can get behind it because I'm willing to bet their angle they're taking is just bulking looks different today at forty than when it did at twenty five for me. Sure, and a lot of that has to do with just my movement. You know, I'm a dad now. I have a job where I talk on a mic all day long. I sit in the car for two hours a day. Like, like I just don't burn nowhere near the calories. So bulking for me is literally adding a protein shake on top of what my maintenance is or very little do I have to add to put myself in a calorie surplus. And so it looks, whereas when I was a kid and I know you both can relate to this feeling of like, I can't eat enough. I mean, force feeding peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and slamming these whole milk shakes because I'm playing basketball. I'm training eight to 10 clients a day. I'm running around with my friends. Like I'm on the weekends, I'm doing active sports stuff. Like I just was burning so many calories that, and I think that I, I was probably the common young teenage boy who is active and into sports and stuff like that. You just burn a ton of calories. And so I think that's where probably this is coming from. And then as you get into your 30s and 40s and beyond, there's very few men at that age are probably moving as much as what you were when you were 20 years old. Or yeah, and
0: also when you're younger, your training program, at least mine wasn't as smart. I didn't understand I overtrained often I went to failure on my lifts too much did too much mm-hmm. with my workouts so my workouts weren't sending the best signal so it was all about how many calories I could get in to see the scale move and I also didn't care if it was body fat or muscle because I grew up skinny mm-hmm. for me like a pound on the scale was a pound on the scale and I didn't care so I you know my decisions were like oh my god I'm so stuffed after lunch how can I force more calories in oh I'll eat a bag of skittles or I'll drink some coke right um, or I'm going to go to the fast food place and supersize everything, and then I'll get those extra calories. That kind of bulking isn't good for anyone. Yeah. Now, the reason why it may be a young man's game is you get away with it more when you're younger. That was a point that I was trying to make. Yeah. But proper bulking is proper bulking, whether you're young or old. It's You have to send the right signal. The body has to want to build muscle. And then you give it enough calories to do that and not too many over because then you just gain body fat.
1: Well, and I think too, it's just like generally as you get older, like the the game really is like, I don't want to add any more weight, you know, like, and I want to, it. you've you've done a really good job of figuring out uh, how to consume calories and uh, not move quite as much. And so like your lifestyle is completely different than it was, you know, maybe when you're more dialed in and you're younger and like, you, yeah, the, the margin of error was... Uh, you know, not quite as as slim, which is now it's like every little thing you have to like be a little bit more dialed in. So I think just taking in all those factors, like you mentioned, in terms of our uh what that looks like now, activity level wise, uh your your consistency, uh how hard you're really getting after it in the gym, all these types of things are gonna you know play a factor in terms of how far you're gonna push that. Yeah,
0: and, and one thing you said is very true. When I was younger, and I think as people get older, they tend to become a little bit more obviously mature, but less insecure. And I didn't care; I just wanted to get bigger. Yeah. Now, even if I had the ability to just gain like as much muscle as I wanted, I wouldn't want to go to the point where I was uncomfortable. Whereas when I was younger, I didn't care; I'd be as uncomfortable as hell, couldn't breathe, didn't fit in. Any, you know, I, that was great. I was you know right. because it totally fed to my insecurity. Now I'd be unhappy. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I can't move and I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, so it's just one of those things. Look, if you like our information, head over to mindpumpfree.com and check out all of our guides. So we have guides that can help you build muscle or burn body fat or just improve your health and much more. Again, it's mindpumpfree.com. You can also find all of us on Instagram. So Justin is at mindpumpjustin. I'm at Mind Pump Salon. Adam is at Mind Pump Adam.
3: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic.